0: Thanks for joining us for today's message. Here at Temple Baptist, we're a church on a mission, connecting people to Jesus and to one another. We're going to look in, uh, if you can find uh, the New Testament, find the first book of the New Testament, Matthew. We're going to look at chapter 23 in a few moments, but I want to tell you why we're going there. Uh, And I just want to invite you on a little bit of a a journey where I've come to come to this this passage this morning. I want to invite you on this uh, journey of how my thoughts were. I've recently been finding and having some disturbing discoveries. As I look at myself, as I look at myself before the Lord and as I think about where I am, I have some disturbing discoveries that I don't think I'm not what I should be. And I don't know if you've had those kinds of thoughts. I just sometimes feel like I'm not what I should be. I'm supposed to be more like Jesus. I've been on this pathway for a while, and I know Jesus wants me to be more like Him. That's what He created us all to be, and as we come to a point where we believe that He really is the Son of God and that He died to forgive us for our sins, and then He willingly forgives us and restores us into that relationship with Him and His Father, then He wants us to be more like Him. And I look at myself, and I've been making those disturbing discoveries, some inconsistent behavior that I'm not always living and doing and saying and thinking the way I ought. I don't know if you have experienced some of this as well, but part of this has come from some of the discussions that we've been having in our small group. Our small group, we discuss the sermon and the questions that that have that are prepared for that, and we go through some of those, and, and lately we've had some comments in our small group that we talked about Christianity and sort of thinking about it, and, Uh, One person made the comment, the problem with Christianity is Christians. (laughs) And I thought, I can't really argue with that. Another thought that came up in our small group was the biggest barrier for a person to become a believer is other believers or the church. And I think that might be true in some situations. And I start to think in my life, where do I fit in that? Am I part of those who are welcoming others to Jesus that are, is desperate to, to let people know who Jesus is and want them to join us on that, that journey to become more like Him? And I don't know where you are, are you, where you are on your faith journey. Maybe you have been a believer and a follower, a disciple of Jesus for years. Maybe you were here on the very first day they had a service here on, on a Sunday many decades ago. Maybe that's you. But I, and if that's you this morning, I want to ask you that question. Do you find sometimes these thoughts swirling around in your head? Maybe you're a relatively new believer or a newer believer. You haven't, what, however you define it, you haven't been a believer for that long. You haven't been following Jesus for that long. Do you ever look around at those who are supposed to be further along the path than you are and you wonder? Not that I'm saying you judge them, but you just think, is that where I'm headed? because I know I want to be more like Jesus. Or maybe you're here and you're undecided. You're not sure who Jesus is. Maybe you're skeptical, and that's fine. You know what? We're glad that you're here. We're so thankful that you're here. But maybe you look at this whole situation as well, and you think, I kind of understand a little bit of who Jesus is. I like Jesus, but I don't like Christians. And I I get that. I, I completely understand where you're coming from. I look at it in my own life and I look in Matthew chapter 5 when, when Jesus says that we're supposed to let our light so shine. The light that's within us that we read about in 1 John. If we say that we're in the light then we will live like we're in the light. And, and Jesus says in Matthew 5 if you let your light shine before men they're going to give glory to your Father who's in heaven because of how you live your life. And I remind, I'm remind i reminded of that verse, and I think about my life, and I wonder, how many times in my life do people give glory to my God just because of how I live? And if I live like Jesus wants me to live, that will happen. And so it's these thoughts and these questions. Do people give glory to God because of how I live or how you live? It's made me go to the point of asking, am I more like Jesus, or am I more like something else? And as I was looking through the New Testament reading, we're going to be reading in Matthew chapter 23, Jesus is talking to the leaders of the law and the Pharisees. And he tells them about what they're like. And I'm worried that I fit in that category. That I'm a little bit like that at times. And so I want to ask this question of, I don't want to be the only one uncomfortable. So (laughs) I'm going to ask this question of you as well. Are you more like are we more like Jesus or are we more like a pharisee? Cuz I grew up thinking pharisees were bad. They did the wrong things. They did they held people away from God even though they were part of the religious leadership of the day. And so in Matthew 23, we're going to look at what Jesus does, but in Matthew 22, let me just set the scene. There's a crowd and there's groups of people, and two specific groups are there. The Sadducees and the Pharisees are there, and then there's another part, a larger crowd there as well in a public setting. And the Sadducees has just, have just done in chapter 22, you can read it for yourself, they've just done what they often try to do. They tried to trap Jesus publicly by asking him a really difficult question because they would say, if he says this, then we got him here, or if he says the other thing, then we have got him there. And they always, uh, but it was like um, They always failed. Somehow Jesus turned things around and shed light on the Pharisees and the Sadducees of who they really were. So in chapter 22, that happens twice. Once to the Sadducees, once to the Pharisees. And one of the groups says, okay, let's not ask him any more questions publicly. Like, we need a new strategy. This is not working out. Because the Pharisees and the Sadducees were against Jesus. They didn't want him teaching what he was teaching, because it was opposed to what they were teaching. And they thought they were teaching what God wanted them to teach. And there was God in their midst contradicting them. And so it was difficult. And so in chapter 22, that that all just happens. And then in chapter 3, I think this is where Jesus turns to the crowd and he talks about the Pharisees that are standing or sitting right there. He says this is what the Pharisees are like. And so I think this is what we can look at in ourselves. We're more like a Pharisee than Jesus. We're gonna look at three things. We're gonna look more like a Pharisee than Jesus when we talk like Jesus, but don't live like Jesus. That's, is that possible? That we talk like Jesus, but don't live like Jesus? Is that possible? Let's read what Jesus says. Jesus says in verse 1 of Matthew 23, Jesus says to the crowds and to the disciples, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. And that's, that meant that they had the authority in that culture. They had the authority that Moses would have had. They had religious authority, but they had legal authority as well. They had uh, moral authority and so they, were, they sat in Moses' seat. And then he says, so you must be careful to do everything they tell you. These scribes and the Pharisees, are the ones that were tasked with explaining the law of Moses and even enforcing obedience to it. So he says, so you have to be careful to do everything they tell you. But at the end of this verse he says, but do not do what they do. You have to tell, you have to be careful to do everything they say, but don't do what they do. Imagine how awkward that would have been, or imagine how infuriating if you were a Pharisee and you were sitting there and listening to him, and he says, these Pharisees, they're in charge, and you have to be careful to do what they say, but don't do what they do. And I thought, that must have been pretty infuriating to be there. And this, he goes on to describe, he says, for they do not practice what they preach. They do not practice what they preach. They tell people to do things, but they don't do it themselves. People know that. People see that. People notice that. It says they tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. That idea of a big, cumbersome, heavy load is the same word that is used often when, when they were uh, in that culture when they were loading for the market, loading a donkey or loading a camel, and they would load it to the point where it would be the maximum amount that a donkey or a camel could take. I don't know where they got that idea. It's not like there was a, like, a little label. This camel can only, is only rated for 1,600 pounds, right? There's no label but they, I think the people who know, they would, ab- would be understanding how much they could take, and they didn't want to make more trips than they had to say they put as exact as much as they possibly could on their animals to carry for them and Jesus uses that word and says that's what the Pharisees do to you guys they just add more rules and more things that you have to do on your life and they pile a heavy burden on you and then they don't do a thing to help you that's what the Pharisees are like so we're going to ask a couple of questions at the end of each little couple verses and this morning, we're going to ask a question to decide whether we or whether you or me are, or whether we're like Pharisees or like Jesus. Because Jesus is pointing out exactly what a Pharisee is like. And I wanted to put up on the screen, I felt like I should make it personal for me and say, I'm more like a Pharisee when I, and then I thought, I don't want to be the only one, like I said, I don't want to be the only one feeling bad. So then I thought I should put up, well, we, then we could all feel bad. Then I realized, I don't want to feel bad at all. So I'm going to put up, do you? But you know I'm part of the group. (laughs) So do you, if you might be more like a Pharisee than like Jesus, if you like to be considered the authority on Christianity. The religion that you embrace. If you want to be the authority that you expect people to come to you and do what you say, if you like that. Or if you want others to live up to your expectations. That's a little more subtle. How do you know when you want other people to live up to your expectations is when you see them doing something that you think they shouldn't and you think negatively of them. That's what the Pharisees did. And you know what I'm afraid? Sometimes we as Christians are like that. Do you help others live right or do you just condemn them when they don't? The Pharisees said, this is what you have to do to live right. This is what you have to do to follow God. This is what you have to do to make sure God is pleased with you. You have to do all this, do all this, do all this. And they didn't help them at all. So if we're like that, if we don't help people live right and just condemn them when they don't. Second one, we might be more like a Pharisee than Jesus when we compete for recognition and special treatment. When we compete amongst ourselves. Pharisees like to think of themselves as better than they really are. It says they do not, don't do what they do, they practice all these things. I think as, next one is that we can compete for recognition and special treatment. It says in the next verse, Jesus says, everything they do is for people to see. Everything the Pharisees did was done so that somebody else would notice. Do we do that in our Christian lives or when we come to church? Do we want people to notice certain things about us and think better of us as Christians? That they might think that we've got everything under control, that we've got uh, all of our ducks in a row and God is pleased with every area of our life? Are we more concerned with that? It says they make phylacteries, they make their phylacteries wide and their tassels on their garments long. Most of us that doesn't make any sense to us, right? What's a phylactery? Phylactery was a box and in that fact it was mentioned in the Old Testament that this would be a good idea to remember that you're part of God's God's people. So the Israelites were told, you can make phylacteries, little boxes, and you can put on, in, on parchment or vellum some verses. And they had specific verses that they would put, and put these in the little boxes. And then with a leather strap, they would tie it even to their foreheads, and put them right out in front of their foreheads. Or they could tie it to their arm if they wanted to. And the purpose was to remind them that they were God's people. It wasn't an outward showing. It was for, uh, for us to remember. Right? We have things in our lives that we, that are there to remind us. We wear a wedding. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot my, I actually asked my wife this morning, I said, remind me to get my, put on my wedding ring. And I forgot. But we have things that we do in our life that we are supposed to, they're supposed to remind us of things, right? Well, that was the purpose of these phylacteries and these tassels that's mentioned. They're supposed to be tassels. They're supposed to have certain colors in them. They're supposed to remind you and be significant of certain things. Well, they took on a life of their own, and it became less about a reminder and more about other people seeing that I'm wearing my phylactery or wearing my tassel. And they got bigger and bigger. But look what it says about these Pharisees, that they do everything. Everything that they do is for people to see. The next verse says, they love the place of honor at banquets, and the most important seats in the synagogues. They want those places of honor. They want to be recognized. They want people to say as they walk by, you need to be good like them. They want that. It says, it goes on to say that they have, they love to be greeted with respect in the marketplace. They like to be called rabbi by others, but you are not to be called rabbi. Do we fit in this? Is this possibly like us? Are we supposed to be like Jesus or are we more like Pharisees? So, do you love that? The same thing? Do you love to receive honor? Do you love to receive recognition, maybe special treatment for being a better Christian than others, for being perceived as a better Christian than others? I'm not saying that you have to say all the bad things. When you greet everybody, I say all the bad things you've done that week. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you have to get uh, a little chalkboard and carry it with you with all the sins of the week and at the very bottom, uh, add, and we fought as a family on the way to church this morning, right? I'm not saying that you have to do that, right? But sometimes we're so concerned with the outside and just appearances that we do everything just so others can see it. And yet, that's what the Pharisees were like. And so, I guess we ask these questions Do you love to receive the honor and recognition and special treatment for being a better Christian? But remember what Jesus was like. It says that Jesus humbled himself, it says that he made himself of no reputation, it says that he took on the form of a servant. He didn't care what other people thought of him, it was more important something else, what he was there to do. And I think we can also look at this we might be more like a Pharisee than like Jesus when we focus on appearing religious and fail to deal with what's in our hearts. We talked about that the outside part before. This part, starting in verse 25, is Jesus saying, yeah, they do focus on the outside, but they totally ignore the inside. They completely ignore the inside. Look at verse 25. The structure of this part of this uh, this chapter is really interesting. It says, He often, he'll start off with saying, woe to you Pharisees because you are this and then he'll say, this is what you do and then he'll say, this is what you should do. This is how you should correct yourself. This is what you should be doing all along. So woe to you it says, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. He says of the Pharisees that they're full of greed and they're full of self-indulgence. So the questions that maybe we can ask ourselves might be making us a little uncomfortable but Do we focus on the outward appearances? Are we more concerned with what people see and people think than really what's on the inside? Think about that for yourself. If you, by the way, if you're looking around and making sure that someone is here to hear this message because you think it's good for them, I think you're missing the point. It's like, well, I remember when I went, the very first time I went to speak, uh, as they, I was, they were thinking of hiring me as a youth pastor years ago at this one church, and they had me come and speak, and I spoke on pride because that's what the Lord was dealing with me uh, at the time, and that's what I was learning, and I realized I'm still Pharisees. I'm still learning about pride, right? But at the end of the service, there was an old lady. Why is it always an old lady in church? I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> there was an old lady that came up to me and said, That was an excellent sermon. Our youth really needed to hear that. And I thought, okay, you're missing it as well. I think, man, I'm sure they do, but we all, don't we all need to hear that? And so here, we focus on the outward appearance. Is that me? Next, do you cover the dirt that's behind the scenes? Do you cover it up? Again, I'm not saying that we need to broadcast all of our dirt, but are we so concerned that nobody ever finds out about this one thing? Either it's in my past or what I currently do or what I'm like. We want people to think a certain way, of, even though we're not that way. If we're like that, we're more like a Pharisee. Do you make sure that your relationships maybe are friendly but shallow? I think Christians are very good at friendly and shallow because we can protect ourselves. We don't want anybody looking any further, any deeper. Do we do that? Do we strictly adhere to our religious rules but fail to repent of the hatred? Or the sin that's in our heart. Do you have a bunch of rules that you think you as a Christian have to do and have to live by? And are you more concerned with those specific guidelines than you are with your heart? God says that he looks on the heart. God looks on he looks past that outward shine. That means nothing to him. He looks on our heart every time he sees us. Every time he looks, he sees our heart. And Jesus says to the Pharisees, you need to clean your hearts. You need to clean out the dirt that's on the inside. Don't worry about the outside. The outside will take care of itself. We're supposed to become more like Jesus. We're supposed to be less like a Pharisee and more like Jesus. And for those of us who are down the path further and we're, we're not setting the example that we should, I think we need to recognize that and live determined to be more like Jesus. Maybe you're in that group who's a skeptic. Maybe you're here just kind of checking things out. You're kind of undecided. Maybe you were forced to be here. Maybe you were bribed to be here. Whatever it is, we're glad that you're here. But can I just say to you, don't evaluate Jesus based on his followers. Maybe you appreciate who Jesus is and what he's done, but you don't appreciate what Christians are and how they live. I understand that. But the question for you, like the question is for all of us, is who is Jesus? And what has he done? And what is our response to who he is? That's what's vital for each one of us, whether you're new to the faith. Whether you've been a believer and a follower for Jesus for a long time. Or you're a skeptic, or maybe you're new back, maybe you're thinking things over all over again. It's all about who Jesus is. We've been studying this a little bit in our starting point group. The question on week two, the question is, who is Jesus? And I know that we as believers are supposed to be more and more like Jesus, but I know we fail. And I know we fall short. And I know we do things that are embarrassing. Uh, And yet, the challenge for me continues to be the question, am I going to be more like Jesus? So if you've been on the road for a while, be determined to be more like Jesus. Look at your life, pray to the Lord and say, show me places in my life where I'm more like a Pharisee than, than Jesus. Help me to change my attitudes. Help me to change my actions. If you're a new believer, or if you've not been down the road for very long, determine now that this is what you want to be, this is what you want our to be, to be more like Jesus. That's what he wants us to be, because that's who we're following. If we're following Jesus, we will become more like him. And let me challenge those of you who haven't believed in Jesus. You're not sure. That's fine. I'm glad that you're here. Keep thinking, asking God, show yourself to me. See who Jesus really is and determine for yourself that he's the son of God, that he died to save our sin, that anyone who would believe on him could have their sins forgiven and a relationship with God restored to the way it was supposed to be. And maybe you can begin this long up and down path of becoming more like Jesus. Thanks for listening, and consider joining us live on Sundays at 9, 15, and 11 a.m. For our address, directions, and any other information, find us online at templebaptist.com.